Hello and welcome to the Monday, June 15th edition of the TV on Basketball Podcast in, with your host, TV. You liking that intro? Yeah, I'm loving that intro. And I have to shout out uh, my good friend, Kega, for um, helping me out with this intro and for the outro that I'll be playing later on the podcast. Um, he makes some awesome beats and I'll be shouting out his Insta on um, on Instagram, basically. And I'll, and so you guys want to like contact him if you, if you want to get this type of stuff for your podcast or just like um, ask for him for beats in general. Um, he did a really good job and shout out to him. So yeah, um, today's episode, we'll be discussing some of the events that transpired during the weekend. Not a lot of topics um, are there to talk about this weekend, but there's one that is like um, a lot, it's just a lot of unfolding to uncover, and I'm very excited to talk about that. But before we get into it, let us um, obviously do my plugging. Please follow our TV on Basketball on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for updates on the podcast and for other content. If you're on Podbean, please continue to listen. We are closing in on 1,000 listens, and I can't thank you um, guys enough for the support. Um, my cha- uh, my podcast has been um, growing, which has been pretty good. Um, a lot of people are starting to like my series, doing some controversial things like stuff on the All-NBA teams. You guys want to check that out um, and stuff like that, so that's good. And, yeah, what, am I forgetting something? Yeah, Apple Podcasts. If you guys are... On there, please leave it a five-star review. Please continue to listen. And, yeah, thank you guys so much for the support. There's a there's quite a number of things that we're going to be talking about today. Mostly focused on one topic, so I don't know how long this is going to go, but going to be excited to talk about it anyway. So, let's get right into it. And this whole, like, big topic that I'm going to be talking about kind of um, carries over from the last episode on Friday, where... The NBA basically gave the players a choice. You know, if your team is coming back to Orlando, you can have the choice whether you want to come back to play or not. And I said before then, like, I don't think a lot of people are going to choose to do it, but I know that some people, some players will for sure. And we have some more information on that coming from this weekend. Um, let us start for, for the um, with, like, the biggest one, which is Kyrie Irving, who was very, very vocal throughout the weekend. He, um, reports came out on Friday basically saying that Kyrie, um, wants to get, like, um, gather people in a Zoom call and kind of talk about, like, what, like, kind of, like, making sure the season doesn't resume and stuff like that. And he believes that, like, it is not good, um, um, to continue the season as it will serve as a distraction to what is really going on in the world right now. He had quotes coming from this weekend, um, such as, you know, I'm willing to give up everything for social reform. And he also said, um, I don't support going to Orlando. I'm not with systemic racism and all the BS. And something sounds or smells a little fishy. So he was, um, you know, bringing that stuff up. He was um, trying to get some NBA players on a Zoom call to kind of um, talk to the league about this. And he has some supporters. Um, the biggest one being Dwight Howard, who... In a long message released by his agent, was talking about how if the NBA season were to continue, that he probably would not um, come back to um, play. And he was also talking about how, yes, this is probably his um, best chance at his first championship in his career. But 
um, he would trade it all away if all like these like social change can happen um, with the opportunities that they have right now. And, he, and Kyrie Irving um, has also um, gained some support from celebrities such as Ice Cube, who one called him Kylie Irving, which I found pretty funny. But he's basically saying that there's like a lot bigger things in the world than basketball, and um, that um, he agrees on. Um, with Kyrie from that aspect that they that it would just serve as a distraction from like what um the actual issues is are in the world. And people like Lou William also agree too, where he said basically in a tweet that um you know, we are fighting for radical change. Sports has a healing factor, there we agree. In this climate it's a distraction. I mean look at your position. You're dying to get back in the house and drink a beer and watch a soup opposed to being outside fighting for your equality. That's just one aspect of looking at it. And that was in reply to someone on Twitter. So yeah, um, you have some people um, advocating for Kyrie. Um, I mean, Lou Williams said it best. Like that's only like one aspect of looking at it, but there's also lots of other aspects of looking at it. And players such as you know Austin Rivers, LeBron, Pat Beverly, are seeing it this like at an, in another aspect. Um, Austin Rivers basically said in a long Instagram post that. Look, we, we all want the change to happen right now, and he is absolutely disgusted with what's going on in the world right now. Fair enough. But he also said that being the NBA and being one of the um, most popular sports, especially in America, where this majority of this stuff is like being televised, being um, shown out to the public nowadays, like all of this um, protest and stuff like that, um, he said that the NBA would be just a great platform to continue spreading the message. And not just that. I mean, when you have... Um, players making less money you know for example like the two-way contract guys there's plenty of those in the league people who are on rookie deals um who just got into the league you know haven't made enough money yet um people like on the lower scale contracts like not everyone is making 20 million a year like a Kyrie um or Dwight Howard who's honestly made like I think probably over 100 million in his career like people are not like um you know haven't been in that position yet so I mean, sure, they can say, like, you know, we're not going to play, but not everyone's going to be on board for it, for sure. And I, I don't think enough people will be um, to just, you know, shut down the NBA altogether. But he does have his supporters. Um, like I said, Austin Rivers um, was against it. Um, Pat Bev saying, um, even said in the tweet, like, look, if King James says he's going to play, then we're all, then many of us are going to play as well. I don't know if it was kind of like a troll or anything, but, um, yeah, he tweeted that out. I think there are reports saying that LeBron thinks that like um, things kind of like in the same length as Austin Rivers that um, that the NBA like playing on the stage and having like millions of eyes back on the game, um, and of course like you're earning money if the NBA like isn't like restarting, um, and that just like. Um, gives like more funds to maybe even like donate to these like um, to Black Lives Matter to these um, schools to these um, charities and programs and all that. So like there's a lot of good things comes like when they're playing, but I'll get more into that later. Um, sticking on the same topic of like you know players like still on the fence to return. There's a lot of people from the 2017 draft class. I believe that includes like Jason Tatum and like you know Lonzo Ball and all that. They've, and Kyle Kuzma, I think Kyle Kuzma is like one of the main players, Donovan Mitchell as well. Um, they are seeking insurance because, you know, this is like a completely different scenario. They haven't played in about three months. 
they're about to have their like big time extensions coming up soon especially like people from that draft you know jason tatum probably gonna get a max deal lonzo ball i'm not gonna say max deal but maybe like 10 million a year plus for sure um and donovan mitchell as well like he's probably gonna get a max contract like they just want to make sure that these guys, like that they're not gonna like miss out, especially like if they like suffer like career threatening injuries and stuff like that because of like kind of this break and play. And I mean, they're just trying to look out for themselves. I'm completely okay with that, and they don't want to lose out on what could be a massive payday for them. So with all this like coming together, like people, there's some players saying they don't want to come back. Some players saying yes, let's come back and like create social change through our play um but and besides that they're just like people who are just like unsure i think i mentioned just like on the on the last podcast like there's just some players who are just unsure of the plan in general like jj reddick and carmel anthony until you know the whole plan is like out there and see whether they're gonna play or not so there's a lot of questions going around um this whole like nba return scenario and there's gonna probably there's definitely gonna be more details over the next coming weeks but um, this is going to get interesting for sure. But what the NBA has said is that, you know, they see these concerns um, building. So the, um, the NBA and the NBPA, the Players Association, are going to be coming together to um, kind of discuss, like, not really alternatives, but, like, a way where it can, like they can, like, work this out so they can, like, um, help with, like, providing the message and all that. Um, it's just, like, finding a balance between, you know, playing... At, at the end of the game, this is playing a game and fighting for, like, real-life injustices. Like, they're trying to find a way so they can um, balance both of those, like, in the NBA. But the good thing is, like, they even came out, like, I think just a few, like, an hour or two before the podcast. There was a report saying, like, although there's some players um, not going to be returning, it's not, like, a substantial amount to the point where the NBA will just, like, cancel the season altogether. So, for people like myself wanting to have basketball back, that is good news. Now, I mean, like, I talked about all this. It's time to give, like, my thoughts on it. Um, I think the NBA, like, just, like, players in general, I've talked about how um, they kind of have, like, more, like, have, like, these, like, massive earnings, right? Like, compared to us, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter and Instagram saying, like, so, like, what, I'm I'm just going to be allowed to walk away from my day job and, like, go and protest this? Like, I need to have a career and stuff to have a family to feed. Well, what people don't realize is, or people failed, failed to forget is that these guys are making tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars um, throughout their career. So they have a lot more leeway than us. Even those like, like I said on the rookie, like the on the rookie deals, like getting like still like they're still freaking millionaires. Like, although like maybe they're living lifestyles that need them to be back on the court. Like I said, there's always levels to this. Like Kyrie Irving cannot speak for someone like a. I'm just going to think of a like, draft pick right now. Kyle Kuzma, who's making, like, what, a million a year? Like, it's different. And all, like, like it's just, it just, like, it just completely different. But it's also, like, that for us. Like, compared to, like, Kyle Kuzma, like, what? Middle-class people are making sometimes under 100K a year. Sometimes just over 100K. Like, it's just different. So, these guys can... Are just able to, to like, have more of a leeway of that. So, um, I think that's why, like, people are even, like thinking about like not just playing at all or like wanting to just be safe in general and besides that you know um if like for the players who don't return i I understand it i mean 
like I said, like they um, they see that the that change is literally. I'm not gonna say like right in front of us, but this is a the best time in how many years that this type of stuff is gonna like these type of opportunities will come up, and they these guys have like them their ancestors have like experienced all this um, systemic racism, racism in America in general, and they really and if they really want to like focus all their attention on that. Good for them. I completely respect that. And um, even though like some people are gonna be like, oh, you know, they're they're um, they're chicken for not even like coming out and play. Like these, like this is like, I understand the the fact that like, look, basketball is a distraction um, compared to like what's happening in the world. I completely respect that, and that's why like the NBA is giving them this option too, like for players to like, you know, if you don't want to play and Stuff like that, like, we'll still pay you. We'll still pay you. Like, the NBA is just kind of, like, a lot, like I said in the last episode, just a lot more understanding of those type of issues. And, honestly, like, some people are going to, like, Dwight Howard, I mean, like, you know how important it is to him, especially, like, knowing that this is probably his best chance to win a title, and he's just, he was is willing to walk away from this if it means social change. Um, It's, it's, it's just, like, well, for people, like, dissing on them, like, not everything has to be about this. Like, look, like you don't understand like what these guys are going through you can't like make your experiences theirs and all that like you gotta like understand this has like this is like a lot like more serious than you're making it out to be and if people want to make decision you just gotta respect it and you still have players like you know austin rivers like saying like look we have a platform to do this like they can like we can still do this on the court which i believe like even though like i respect what Kyrie and dwight are doing that they're probably not going to play. I think that it's probably more effective that um, keeping the NBA season going, having a lot of eyeballs on you. Like, there's a lot of stuff you could do in the game or on TV that kind of can um, spread a message and all that. You have like a millions of eyeballs on you. If you like want to make the radical changes, you're gonna have to like, you know, TV providers might get mad, but you gotta like spread the message out there. Have it like. Um, blasted all over TV, and I think the NBA is. I'm not sure is like fully ready for that, but I think there's something there where like, I think like radical change can happen like in these moments for sure. And, you know, like as much as, um, you know, to fit the talk is gonna help, money helps a lot too. So like just like Austin Rivers was saying. Donate to, to Black Lives Matter. Donate to all of these um, um, schools. Um, give these guys, like, more of an education and stuff like that. Like, this is, like, a lot... Like, money helps. <laughs> I can say that. Money does help. But when you also have people like Kyrie, people like Dwight, you know, willing to, um, you know, give up, like, these opportunities to help doing it, people with their platform and seeing that, wow, they want to, like, they're really serious about this change, like, that's that sends like a good message as well. So I think there's good things coming out from both sides, really. And as long as the league can keep going, and I mean, let's be honest, Kyrie's team wasn't really gonna make much noise in this so-called regular season anyway. So, um, or it, like in this regular season slash asterisk season, um, it's gonna it, it was just gonna be like a very messy situation either way. And I think the NBA was prepared for that. So, um. They, but they're still going to continue, which is great. So we're going to be still be excited for that. But 
yeah, this is going to get a lot more um, riled up over the next few weeks, and it's going to be really interesting to see um, where we go from here. One more news before we get to kind of like the final news item. Like I said, it's not a lot of news today, just a lot of focus on one topic and then kind of a, just like a few more news topics at the end of this. But yeah, and because of like the whole pandemic issue and all that, um, the NBA suspects that there's not going to be fans until probably the 2021-2022 season. And I completely understand that. There are lots of concerts, rescheduling slash canceling tours and all that. And I'm told there's a vaccine out there, which probably won't arrive till maybe mid to late next year, at the very least. Um, keep that in mind. That it's probably like safe that we don't have a, a, an arena filled with, um, you know, th- tens of thousands of screaming fans, you know, interacting, sitting side by side. So I think I got this idea that um, social distancing is going to be the norm for the next for the foreseeable future i think it's just going to continue going down this way and stuff like these public events such as you know concerts nba um games just sports games in general it's, it's going to look a lot different and we're going to have to get used to this norm for now but put it this way once you know once we're able to find a vaccine once we're able to kind of move past this phase of like you know social distancing like that it's going to get a lot better. It's just going to get a lot better. you got to be, like, really um, excited for that. But, you know, you just have to be patient. Continue to social distance. Continue to follow the procedures that are happening in your town. I mean, I've seen some news this morning that the U.S. is ready for another spike. So, And they're already number one, so we don't know how that's going to go. But, you know, in, it, it's, getting, it's getting better kind of, like, in like certain areas of the world, which is good. I mean, and it's... Also, still getting bad in other areas of the world. So, this this disease, this um, 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 COVID is going to be around for a while. And we're just going to have to get used to it. And hopefully that um, we get vaccines soon. Just so we can, you know, get back to, like, we're doing the stuff we love. Like, watching basketball games live. And the final topic I'm going to be talking about today, which... Um, kind of really coincides with like a, an anniversary of sorts. I'm going to be talking about the one year anniversary, which happened two days ago, of the Raptors winning the first ever NBA, their first ever NBA championship. And through all of this like messiness in terms of like the pandemic, um, what's going on, like systemic racism, like all these, you know, tough topics to talk about, it was nice to kind of. Um, reminisce on what um, a, a, a time where unity was, you know, big, where social distancing really wasn't thought about. And, you know, the NBA championship that happened last year where the Raptors defeated the Golden State Warriors in six games. Like, I want to talk about this because, like, it's just kind of looking back at a year, like, back then, it's like, it just seems completely different. I remember downtown Toronto being flooded with um, fans of the Toronto Raptors, like, literally, there was, like, no breathing space between people, and they were just, like, partying, they were freaking jumping on top of buses, they were destroying the Five Guys logos downtown, um, everyone, it just felt like this Raptors team, and, like, just through all the problems that they were having, you know, um, I don't want to talk anymore about politics, but we just, like, tossed that aside for the moment, and really just became, like, 
one nation. It really felt like that, like when the Raptors were like going on the run that they were having. Like we had American media here. People were catching first take down at um down at um downtown restaurants, uh, real sports. Um, people were just like filling up um, Jurassic Park, which I had never seen it extend to the lengths it did. I never seen someone so many people just wearing Raptors gear. So many people like just talking about um, basketball in general here in Canada. I mean, it's a freaking hockey country for goodness sake. But it just like it. What I liked about last year and kind of like the whole journey of it is just like how united every like this country felt. And going to this right now, I mean, we're still kind of like united as a country trying to like beat this pandemic, but with like just like just a year difference where everyone has to kind of like be six feet apart and stuff like that to like completely different back then where everyone was like hugging each other celebrating and all that from the championship it just it's just like weird to look back at it in that sense but either way like just looking back at it the there's so many freaking memorable moments whether you want to talk about the shot of Kawhi Leonard what do you want to um, talk about Fred Van Vliet's step back three and the on the Warriors whether it's the double block in the first home game um, of the season with Ka- Kawhi and Danny Green, there's just so many like thing um, moments that it felt like you know it just felt magical. And I think I talked about this last year on like after we won the championship, but it just felt like this whole thing. It just like felt surreal. It felt magical. It didn't feel like it didn't feel like anything else mattered but this, especially in the in our country at the time. And it really just started off with like. Messiah Jiri just taking chances and like what he's done for the organization. Like he traded away the most beloved, the most um the most loyal Raptor player that this franchise has ever had and was able to get a one year rental on what many people would believe to say a top three, top four NBA player in the league. And he was able to even for that only if it was one year, this was a, he was able to pull off um a magical season which could that rivaled like some of the greatest playoff um, runs such as you know Dirk, Jordan and all that like he just had like, Kawhi Leonard had such an amazing run along with you know Kyle Lowry still being like an all-star type player he was Siakam coming into his own um kind of like the whole narrative with Van Vliet um struggling throughout the entire playoffs then had his kid and then started becoming an absolute monster like there's just that team was just so likable and lovable who that you know it was it I want to keep saying this but it just like it really felt like it was like our team this was like a team for the fans to really enjoy they made it super fun to watch um like I said recalling all those great moments being there like with family and friends just like talking about it um every day talking about it with co-workers at work like it just felt like they were just a talk of the town and it's something that like I have never experienced before. Like, I never was really into hockey um, being here in Toronto. And the, the um, Raptors, like, before were kind of like an afterthought. Like, we were, like, I remember these days as a Raptor fan where um, people were more excited to score 100 points the game and get free pizza than the actual win and stuff like that. So having that type of uh, magical season... To kind of like encompass all, kind of all the highs and lows it was to become a fan of the team. Like, it was a great encapsulation of all that. And although, you know, Kawhi Leonard left, 
Um, this team is complete is sort of different and could be changing um, after this season as well. Like it was great to know that we had that one magical season for sure, and you know it'll, it'll always be with us. I swear, everyone I know has a freaking Raptor championship hat. Um, I have obvious like I have freaking so much Raptor championship gear. It's ridiculous, and you know it's just it was just really good to like. Um, seeing, looking back, seeing that championship being won, I was able to rewatch that entire game six a few days ago, which was nice. So, yeah, I just wanted to use this time to kind of like, especially for like Raptor fans out there, to kind of like remember that, that we're still the defending champions, technically, and all that type of good stuff. So, yeah, I just wanted to like um, end it off this podcast just talking about like reminiscing on kind of that. Um, season that magical season for the Raptors for sure and that is the end of today's episode thank you guys for listening again shout out to my boy Kega for creating the amazing intro from the beginning and to the outro that you guys are listening to right now I'll be back on Wednesday to be um, discussing another top 10 and watch out for more content coming out this week and also for more podcasts um, coming out in the future so As you guys listen to this sick outro, I'm going to sign off. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday.